Hey there, we're about to start our free training, the 3 p.m. teacher that only happens once a year. Teachers are learning how to consistently leave school prepared and on time without bringing work home so that they can finally be present during precious family time at night and on the weekends. When you attend this free training, you get an hour PD certificate and other bonuses when you show up live. You will learn how to lesson plan faster, how to spend less time on grading, your actual teacher type, and how it's preventing you from really leaving school on time. I can't wait for you to join us so that you can finally have the best school year ever. You've almost made it to summer. And if you're like most teachers, you've barely been hanging on, right? And maybe since you've been in survival mode, lots of things around your classroom and maybe even your life at home are piling up. If you're feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, but want to finally clear the clutter so that you can start fresh next school year, or heck, even leave to summer break knowing that your room's getting in order, this episode's for you. Hey, I'm Kristen Donegan, and you're listening to Real Teacher Talk. I often say what's on a teacher's mind, and my mission is this. Help busy teachers leave school at three so they can finally enjoy their life outside of the classroom. Why? Because I know how tiring it is to have a never-ending checklist as a teacher and miss out on being fully present at home. On Real Teacher Talk, discover how to work smarter, not harder, enjoy teaching again, and still have plenty of time to shut off your brain outside of the classroom to do the things you love. Sound impossible? I promise it isn't. Now, I'm the kind of person who does not do well in cluttered spaces, whether it be in my classroom or whether it be at home. It causes me a lot of anxiety. I don't feel like I can do my best work. And sometimes I feel like suffocating. (laughs) Maybe that's just a me issue, but that's kind of how it is. Funny thing is though, I'm very much a type B teacher in that everything doesn't need to be just right. I'm more of like a done is better than perfect. But when it comes to clutter and paper piles and just lots of things, my brain can't take it. It's just like sensory overload. Is it just me? (laughs) Please tell me it's not. So here's what I like to do. And let me just say, this can work in your classroom. It can work at home. And I know you may be thinking, I'm so tired right now. And I totally get that as a mom of two, of two sweet kids right now who both have pink eye and a husband who's out of state five to six days a week. The last thing I want to even care about is clutter. I'm like, "Eh, it'll be okay. But eventually it catches up to you, right? And so that's what this episode's for. So I'm going to share five simple things that you can do at home or at school to kind of clear some of that clutter. Now we're not going to get super deep into like, why is the clutter there in the first place? and our beliefs about stuff. We get into that inside our free teacher training, the 3 p.m. teacher coming up this summer. We'll have a link in the show notes so that you can join that if you really want to get more into it and go for a deep dive. Today is more of just like, okay, you're here, now what? All right, so first things first, what I like to do is just kind of like a brain dump, write down the areas that are causing me a little bit of anxiety, right? Uh, It could be areas or just different things I know I need to give a little more love to, and I just have put it on the back burner. So maybe that can be your 
filing cabinet. Maybe it's your Google Drive, your guided reading area. I know so many teachers like it's my desk. I ended up getting rid of my desk actually because it was just something I I could not maintain. It was a beast constantly. But whatever that area is, make a whole list of all of them. And the reason why we do this is just to get it out of your brain so you don't have to think about it anymore. It works well for me because then it kind of lets me know like, hey, Kristen, we have a plan coming up. It may not be decluttered right this moment, but I know it's on the agenda. Now, after you've made your list, it can be a bit overwhelming when you see all the things that need some attention. So in step two, what I want you to do is just take a highlighter or a pen, whatever it may be, and highlight just three of those areas that have the biggest impact on your day and your peace of mind. So if you're walking in your classroom and every day there's an area that you're just like, oh, why is it like that? I know I need to do something with it, but I just don't have the time. That's probably an area you're going to want to pay attention to a little bit, you know, quicker than that storage cabinet in the back of your room. So highlight those three areas. Next, step three, set a due date. Like when do you want to realistically complete this by and stick to it. For me, that's always hard or it was hard for me to do because I'm like, hello, all this stuff got piled up in the first place because I have so many things on my dang to-do list. And I know that my kids are still going to learn with these piles around. So I'm just going to let it be. But my teacher brain (laughs) and just who I am as a person, I don't function well in that environment. So that's why I need to set a due date and actually do it. I kind of do the same thing, side note, with grading and other tasks that I don't enjoy, like it has to be done. And so if I set a due date, and what I mean by that too is like write it in your plan book, put it in there, put a sticky note on your computer, whatever it may be, and be like guided reading table is going to be clean by Friday. And then actually do it. Like it's not just a suggestion, but like follow through. The more we get used to following through on tasks that we don't enjoy, it'll become a bit easier. I'm not going to say enjoyable, but it'll become a bit easier. And you can add reminders in your plan book. Have an accountability partner. If you've got a teacher bestie, you're like, hey, let's knock this out. You do your room. I'll do my room. And then we'll call each other to check in. Or I'll send a a picture of it by text. And I can't wait to see yours too. And if you want to go crazy, you guys can celebrate at the end of the week when you both accomplish that task, whether it be like ordering lunch on Friday, you know, a takeout, a treat, or maybe you guys can go grab a happy hour or just have a couple minutes to gossip and complain, whatever that may look like, but something celebrate a job well done. All right. Now getting into the actual decluttering part, uh, step four, decide, are you going to chunk the project or are you going to do it all at once? Now, it obviously depends on time and everything else you have going on in your life. At the last school I was at, we were not allowed to go in on the weekends. So doing it all at once, you know, on a Saturday when it's quiet and no one's there so I don't get distracted, wasn't viable at my last school. I've been at other schools where it's like, encourage, yeah, come in on the weekends, continue working for free. So you get to pick and choose. I do know though, that sometimes you have to put in those extra hours, right? I know I'm not getting paid for this. I don't enjoy or encourage working for free, but sometimes it has to get done, right? To set myself up for success. So I'm going to do it for this instance. That's a whole side note. Uh, So decide, are you going to chunk it? And what I mean by that is maybe you want to start this on Monday and be done by Friday. So what does that look like if you're going to chunk it? Maybe it's 20 minutes at the end of the day, every day, set a timer, 
work on that task. And then when it goes off, go home or move on to the next task, but do that every day until it is done. Or maybe you do it all at once. Maybe your kids have practice or your spouse isn't at home, is traveling or whatever it looks like. And you have extra time where you're going to be alone, maybe Thursday night, then plan, hey, two hours. I'm not going to do anything else but this task. Now in our classrooms, it's really, really easy to become that squirrel and get distracted, right? Or is that just me? So put your phone on airplane mode if you can, or at least like put it away. So you're not, you know, tempted to scroll on social media or whatever it is, set that timer, put some good music on, whatever that looks like to you to make it a little more enjoyable and get to work. So what are you going to do? Are you going to chunk it? You're going to do it all at once. Finally, step five is actually getting into the decluttering part. Like I said, we're not going to get into the beliefs about stuff and what it all means, but I think we could all admit all of us who have 500 teacher erasers and 300 popsicle sticks and all the other things that we just had to have because we never know when we're going to use them, but it's really hard for us to let it go. I think we all have a little bit of teacher hoarder in us. So now what do you do? That's why piles happen. That's why we have all this stuff because you never know. I'm not sure what it's like at your school, but in California, we're often moved grade levels or rooms or where pink slipped and laid off and you go from school to school. So the first, I think, nine years of my career, I moved grade levels, rooms, schools, districts, states. I was all over the place. And as I'm all over the place, I'm packing up pom-poms year after year because I never know when we're going to use it for a craft or something, but I can't let it go. And eventually I look at it, I'm like, Kristen, this is ridiculous. The stuff you keep packing up year after year but you've never even used. So that's where it comes into deciding, am I going to keep it or am I going to toss it? Easier said than done. But what I like to do is have two piles and we have a free handout for you in the show notes or if you go to easyteachingtools.com forward slash episode five clutter, we'll have that handout as well. Essentially, it just says, keep it toss it. Take it to the area you are working on, whether you're in your classroom or you're working in your closet at home, and you're going to make those piles. Now, here's how I figure out what goes in each pile. First things first, does it provide value? So when I had those pom-poms I'm packing up year after year, I'm asking myself, is this providing value to the lesson, to your students? Is it saving me time? Whatever it may be, is it providing value? No. No one's even seen these dang pom-poms, but I'm taking them with me because you never know what I'm going to use them. But no, (laughs) we're being realistic. No, it's not providing any value. Not right now. It's not. And then I ask myself, have I used it within the last year? And I know things look different for those of you who are teaching during a dang pandemic, right? You're like back and forth all the time. So maybe you're not using things like you used to when you knew what was going on in the world. But be realistic, like pre-pandemic, were you using those 500 erasers that you had to buy from the Target dollar spot? If not, it's probably time to toss them. You're right now, you're like, but Kristen, you never know. We're going to get into that in just a minute. (laughs) Okay. And then finally, is it current? I took with me files and files, every school I went to of stuff that was handed down Because I was coming from a place of fear and panic, like, oh my gosh, I have no resources as a brand new teacher. I just need all the junk (laughs) that people are giving me. 
Some of it was good. Some of it's not good. But as I'm going through my folder of papers, I don't need a matter worksheet from 1982. There is better stuff out there. Especially, I mean, this worksheet was copied on the Ditto machine. Uh, so no, I don't need it. I don't need transparencies anymore. <laughs> when I first started teaching, we had overhead projectors and I loved it. That was my dream as a little girl. I'm like, I have made it, but no one's using them. But the sentimental part of me is like, but they're transparencies and, and it's so cool. So we're going to get to that in just a moment. But to recap, does it provide value as you're going through and decluttering? Have you used it within the last year? And is it current? If you say no to any of those, it's time to let it go. And it's going to be okay. I'm telling you, it's going to be okay. Because when I let go of those pom-poms, felt a little lighter. My boxes I had to move were a little bit lighter. And my kids were still learning. And truth be told, I don't even remember the pom-poms. You know what I mean? Once you kind of like let go of it, it's like, oh, really made zero difference in my life and the life of my students. So you're probably thinking, but I have all this great stuff in my toss pile. And Kristen, I am a broke teacher. I spent my hard-earned money on it. I can't just throw it away. I feel you on that. So here's what you can do. If you're having trouble fully letting go and you don't want to just toss it in the recycle bin or in the trash, What I like to do is I like to rebrand it to my students as these are treasures. You know, these pom-poms are amazing. These bookmarks I found, these random stickers, all the junk I bought with my scholastic points. These are pretty awesome. These are vintage. And so throw it in your treasure box if you have one or your class store or just give it out. One year, I remember when I was moving districts. Actually, no, I wasn't even moving districts. I got laid off. Uh, 400 of us tenure teachers got laid off. Same year I became tenured and got my master's. That's a whole nother side note too. Uh, But what I did is I just laid all the treasures out onto our class rug. I brought in a bunch of plastic bags and I told my students, enjoy, take whatever you want. They loved it. Not all their parents did. I did have a parent say, can you please stop sending my my child home with all this stuff? So I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. But whatever you want to do, if you want to make sure it's repurposed, that's one way to do it. Another way, depending on what your admin says is, you know, that table in the lounge where people just leave their junk to die. You could try putting it there if you have approval. If not, take a picture of all your piles, you know, the stuff that's in your toss pile, send a quick school email with a picture of it and just let everyone know, hey, my door is open, you know, for the next 30 minutes, come grab what you want. And then if stuff's still there, that's that validation that it's time to toss it because no one else wants it. It's going to be okay. So recycle it, put it in the trash, whatever you want to do, put it there and be good with it. If you're going through piles of paper and stuff right now, and you're like, okay, I need to keep all this. Then what I would probably do is set another time in my plan book or on my phone, set a date and time, you know, spend 20 minutes filing all those papers. I absolutely hate filing papers. It's like putting laundry away. It's like unloading the dishwasher. I just don't want to do it, but it needs to get done. So if you're already feeling kind of over this task and you're like, I need a little break, set another time to go back and file all those papers if that is what you're working on. All right. So just to recap, how can we clear the clutter and the paper piles in your classroom or even the clutter at home? Step one, make a list of the areas that you really need to give some attention to that are driving you a little bit crazy. Step two, highlight just three of those and work on three 
I wouldn't recommend doing them all at once. Pick one, get it done, and then move on. Step three, set a due date, stick to it, maybe find an accountability partner. Step four, decide are you going to chunk the project or do it all at once. And finally, step five, make two piles and decide are you going to keep it or are you going to toss it? Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule and looking at getting a fresh start to the next school year. If you want to go more in depth and learn how you can easily create systems and routines in your classroom so that next year can be the best year ever, make sure to go to easyteachingtools.com forward slash episode five clutter, where you'll get that free handout with some more details for our free training, the 3 p.m. teacher this summer. Have an amazing rest of the day and make sure you go do something for yourself. You deserve it. You work hard and you are amazing. Until next week. Bye guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Real Teacher Talk. Every episode you finish brings you closer to enjoying your time both inside and outside of the classroom. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And while you're there, don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And as always, you can head over to easyteachingtools.com to check out all the links and resources from this episode in the show notes. I'll talk to you next week.